Happy New Year. It's the news, according to me. Well, good morning. It is uh, Happy New Year. It is it is the beginning of a new year, beginning of a new month. It is January 2nd at about 8.37 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2024. Now, we have, uh, and as I, you know, I, I am actually, I'm in Buffalo, New York. I've been, I've been in Buffalo for a couple days. Um, <coughs> and I apologize for my coughing spells here. I'm having to record this, unfortunately, on my... Uh, on my iPad this morning, I'm not able to, uh, I can't get my computer to come up. Apparently my computer, the battery ran so far down that, uh, it's, it's just, it's going to take a while for it to charge up to the point where it'll even turn on. And, uh, I, so, so I normally when I'm using my laptop, I have a little bit more flexibility with the way I can record things in this, in this particular process. Um, I don't have a, a cough button when I'm coughing. I can't push a little mute button. So, in the meantime, I will be uh, coughing for you here the first first show of the year. I do have a, a cup, though. I have a cup, and the cup has uh, some... I brought along some some chai, fortunately. wasn't planning on being here this long. I was, uh, I was supposed to be in Fargo, um, actually, today, all day, in Fargo, uh, North Dakota. And I was supposed to go to Tulsa after that, but I, I have ended up being in, uh, in, New, in Buffalo here, uh, New, Buffalo, New York, for... Uh, since Sunday evening, I came in here Sunday evening. Looks like I'm going to be uh, possibly going to be back in Chicago tomorrow. Uh, that's the plan. So uh, I'm not sure where I will I will be tomorrow. Um, I'm hoping possibly be able to do a show from home actually uh, tomorrow morning. <coughs> Excuse me, but we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> I have uh, I have my creamy chai that I brought with me, and I also have. Um, uh, some hazelnut creamer in it. I don't really care for hazelnut creamer too much, but that's what we had here. So uh, hazelnut's what I got, and I got a backup cup. I just got a backup bottle of water. So I got it. so there. There you go. That's that's the day. Now, uh, first of all, uh, just heard the news about a an airline crash uh, in Japan, and uh, apparently there's the Coast Guard, a Coast Guard uh, Japanese Coast Guard aircraft collided with a rather large uh, heavy jet taking off from uh, Hanadin, uh, Japan, a uh, fairly large city, very large airport. Uh, the 300 and some passengers and crew were on board. I think it was 350-something. A uh, large number of people on board. It, my guess is it was a 777 or possibly a large Airbus, uh, 380-something like that. Um, we're taking off there. I don't know where, they, where it was headed. And it collided with this uh, Coast Guard aircraft. Now, the, the Coast Guard aircraft, uh, unfortunately, I think only one of the pilots survived. And I think there were five crew. There were either five crew on board and one of them passed away, or there were five um, crew that passed away and one of them, and the sixth one survived. I'm not sure exactly, but right, right in that ballpark area somewhere there. The, uh, unfortunately, and it, uh, now, thankfully, uh, thank God, uh, everybody got out of the passenger airliner, apparently was able to evacuate and got to safety in that aircraft. So that is a very uh, helpful, good thing. Now, um, 
at, at the moment, looking at the crash and what happened, and I'm, I'm getting sketchy information at this point. So this is this is based on nothing I know. <coughs> I believe that the Coast Guard aircraft was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think they were um, they were there was some confusion, I guess, and, I, and my understanding is that they're they're trying to figure this out. We probably won't get any official announcements from the media. Um, from the NTSB or any, anybody else, uh, when you know the national, international powers that be, the Japanese uh, authorities and officials over there. So I don't know how this is all going to pan out. All I can tell you right now is that is that uh, it's it was a, quite a mess. It was quite quite a thing. And only only uh, station I could find it on was was Fox. I didn't see anybody else reporting on this at all. Uh, the Weather Channel actually had a small blurb about it at one point. Now the Weather Channel knows. Uh, that that is actually a a channel that an awful lot of pilots watch. Um, if you go to a pilot training center anywhere, typically what they have on is the Weather Channel. They'll they'll typically have the Weather Channel on. Most um, f- flight operations areas, flight uh, fixed base operators, the FBO, the, the the corporate side of things at an airport typically have in their in their television setups somewhere is is the weather channel because that's pilots are always monitoring the weather because they have to fly through around through and around over this this stuff through or around or over one of, the, one of those three <clears throat> so the 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 basic um uh, thing is do they just kind of have their ear tuned to the to the weather all the time seeing what's going on and of course that's i, I think that they tend to kind of know that they know that's their target audience they'll, they'll tend to report on things like that occasionally now having said all of that <clears throat> as i have said uh, as i said before before the, the holiday season things are going to ramp up news wise in the next in this month uh look look for things to escalate exponentially exponentially in the next uh 30 days 30 to 60 days um, get the holidays out of the way. Most of the, the attention now is going to turn to the rhetoric and everything that's going on. I'm amazed. I, I just, I'm amazed at all the people who, why do they choose, why do they choose to be deceived and follow leaders that will, that are willingly deceiving them? Um, the, the rhetoric and the new, and just we continue to hear. I uh, just saw Jean Claude Claude Pierre. Uh, she was out, out in Jean Jean whatever her name is. Uh, the, she was being interviewed by somebody this morning uh, on the news, and she she was talking about how that oh, you know, this president has done so much. He's done this. He's done that. He's done everything. going on and on about everything that the president has done, and we know better than this. Um, it, it's. It's are you going to believe your lying eyes, kind of thing? Are you or are you going to are you going to listen to us? So we're telling you how things are. You used to believe how how things are. But by the way, what we you know, what we tell you. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand where that mentality comes from. I don't understand how people go down that road. The psychology of this whole thing is just amazing to me. Now the left knows, and this has been a known fact. It, 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 rules for radicals. I don't know when that book was written. I think it, it's been. That is a really weird dress. Uh, I'm looking at uh, 
Joe Biden and Jill being interviewed apparently uh, during New Year's Eve celebration, and Jill was wearing some very weird, a weird, very weird dress there. I'm not sure what that was all about. Um, so we have, you know, this this kind of lying um, deception that goes on, where these people. Um, Continue and, and like I say, the Rules for Radicals book was written a long time ago. It wasn't just written recently. It's been written. It was written, I think, in the, it was the nineteen. Was it nineteen something? Nineteen oh two or uh, sorry, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, nineteen oh two. I don't know. I don't know it, was, it was. It's been a while, and and the the it's it was back in the twentieth century sometime, and maybe maybe in the fifties. I don't know. I have to look it up and find out. If I had my computer in front of me, I could tell you, but I don't. I don't. Um, I know it's been around a while. The Rules for Radicals book um, is basically a book for revolution. It's a revolutionary book. And it is a book for revolution, and it is a progressive book. It's a book for progressive right revolution, basically. It is incredible to me. It's amazing to me how uh, accurate and how right down the to the letter that they use this thing. Um, now, I, I think, personally, this is just my personal opinion, and I, you can, I think there's more going on uh, than just an ideology here. Um, to be frank, there is a spiritual element that in my... In, the Apostle Paul, Rabbi Shaul, uh, he, he, he called it doctrines of demons. This ideology that is basically very uh, destructive. It it brings confusion and chaos. Um, that is in division, in division, and not in a good way. The gospel will bring division. Christ, you know, Christ said, "I didn't come to, to bring." Uh, the, the The idea, and this 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 is a another bad ideology that is in even some churches now, is the idea of unity. At any cost, we will give up sound doctrinal principles and things that are important to doctrine, to sound doctrine, for the sake of getting along with each other. Now, there are some hills we don't want to die on. There, there are some things that are okay, but that's not, not that important, not that big of a deal. That's, there are other things that are a big deal. There are other things that are salvation. Uh, your, your salvation hinges on these things, and we cannot, well, okay, we're just going to go along to get along. With those kinds of things, there are some some things we have to take a stand on with, doctrinally, and when we don't, it be, it opens up this opportunity for well, yeah, we'll all get along, sort of, on the surface. It, it will look like we're all getting along, but just getting along is not the gospel. It's not. It's not what you know. What the purpose of the there is a dividing factor, and that dividing factor is what happens at the cross, who we believe Jesus is and what he did. There are those who believe and there are those who don't, and that, that is a dividing factor. It's a very defining line. The enemy wants us divided as a people into ethnic groups or ethnos. Nation will rise against nation. Ethnos against ethnos. Ethnic group against ethnic group. I've heard it. You probably heard this before. There's only one race. There's the human race, but there are different. There are different ethnic groups. 
but it's easier to say racist than it is ethnist, ethnist, or ethnosist, or whatever, I don't know. So we have um, a situation where the these ideologies creep in, and it, it, it even if people start to, to go along with it or allow it or, or accept it, then there's the division of, no, we're going to go even further than that now, or we're going to require you to not just accept it, but to convert to this. And it, and it continues to go down this road, which continues to cause chaos, continues to cause division, and even to divide up the churches, even to divide up uh, you know, believers themselves, as well as nations, as well as people groups, uh, the things that unify us, the ideologies that, that unify us, and then they, it, they come in and they, they wedge against those things and try to divide it. And sometimes using those things in and of themselves to, as a tool, as a, as a wedge to actually cause the problem. Um, this is, in my opinion, demonic. It's basically exactly uh, the, the the bad part of all this stuff. So, it, it is. A, I think it's more of a spiritual battle than an ideolo- ideological battle. Um, even though that is how it manifests is through these ideologies. So, having said all that, um, I, I do want to to focus this morning a little bit on some things in the year ahead and and what we're basically looking at. There are some rumblings among many people, um, people smarter than I, people more successful, more more in touch than I am, who believe that the deep state, uh, those who are, they can't show their hand too blatantly. They're, They're much more bold than they used to be. The FBI, the CIA, uh, the NSA, all, all these alphabet soup organizations are much more, I would say, brazen than they used to be. Because they know that if they get called before Congress, they can just sit there and just you know, wordsmith their way out of everything. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't have that for you, Senator. Don't, I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I can't tell. I don't know. That's under investigation. Can't talk about it. It's an internal personal matter. Can't, can't talk about it. Uh, I plead the fifth. So they go before Congress and they don't, they don't have to answer any questions. The, um, and, and they know how to, how to play those games. They, they, they actually take lawyers with them when they go, get, which is ridiculous to me. You're, you're being held to account before Congress, before the people. They're my representatives. I want my representatives to be able to ask them questions and have them answer them because they should be answerable to the people. The people are the governors. We govern the, the country. They seem to have lost this entire concept because people basically are just interested in just going down the road, eating their snacks, and drink, and listening to their hip hop. I don't. It's I don't know. It's just the, the culture is just definitely out of touch with. Interesting. You know, let the government do what it's going to do to us, and we're just going to fight back. It's, we we have slipped into this complacency mentality that is just unbelievable to me. But it's just, uh, it you know. So, uh, in the meantime, they are they're. They're going to do something. Um, they definitely do not want Trump to be in office. Not at all. They don't care if Nikki Haley's in office. They'll put up with that. Uh, that's, that's acceptable to the, to the establishment, to the powers that be. That's, that'll work fine for them. She can be a puppet. They'll, they'll do all the global things that they want to do globally and uh, continue to maintain the uh, industrial, you know, military-industrial complex, all, all the things that are going to happen around the world. And because that's where she's at. She's definitely in that position. So um, they, they don't mind her, her as much. 
<coughs> and Ron DeSantis, <coughs> I think, is pliable. He's, he's shown himself to be pliable in some ways on the national stage. He just doesn't have quite enough. You know, he's done very well as a governor. He should have stuck with that for a little while longer. And uh, I think he would have been in a much better position. He, at, at the moment, um, his political cloud has really gone downhill. And I think that, uh, you know, Nikki Haley is, my understanding is that I think Chris Christie, I, I saw a blurb about this. I didn't actually hear him say this on video. All I saw was he some headlines and some, some comments about this. Apparently he came out and said, I, you know, I'm going to destroy Trump. He, his mission in life is to destroy Trump. You have to ask yourself, why would someone have that kind of passion against... You know, Chris Christie doesn't care about this country. You've, you've never heard him make a politically rallying speech to rally people around the, you know, the, the founding principles of our nation. You, you've never heard that from Chris Christie. Because he doesn't care. He is a mealy mouth establishment Republican at best. Uh, he's more of a conservative liberal. He's probably on further to the right on the liberal scale than than I would call him even to the left on the right right side. But he's definitely an establishment guy. And somebody is paying him to do this. Somebody somebody is in, he's involved with somebody, he's in, involved with this whole thing with his campaign. Somebody's funding what's going on here. And I don't know what's going on there, but that is his mission. And it's not just his mission. It's, you know, it's you know, looking at some crash uh, scenes right now. Fox has put them up on the, on the screen. Um, crash wreckage smolders on airport. Uh, commercial plane bursts into flames after collision with Japanese Coast Guard plane. And uh, my understanding was they were, they were going down the runway when this happened. Um, but I'm not hearing anything more about this. It, it could have been a 787. Um, that is a possibility, but it was, but it was uh, Japan Airlines. And they've got some video from inside the airplane. Uh, some you know, passengers, of course, took some video. You know, and that's the one thing about anything happens today on, on an airplane. Pretty much you know somebody's going to get it on video because everybody's got their cameras out. So <clears throat> we, uh, getting back to this Chris Christie thing, we, we do know that um, Christie has, has no concern about the nation. Uh, he, he's, he's just in this for, for all the politics. And <clears throat> in my opinion, the only reason he is even in this particular campaign He's maintaining his campaign. He's, his poll numbers are way down there. Not a shot in the world he's going to make it. You know, he, you know he's, he's planning on sticking this out until the end. Why would someone, what's the motivation for a person to do that? It's not because he cares about the country. It's because he hates Donald Trump. He's, he's got a vendetta against Donald Trump. At the same time, um, he is definitely uh, getting, getting support from somewhere. Someone's putting him up to this. Whether it's a group of people, whether he's a part of that or not, I don't know what all that's about. But he, he's definitely got, got something to do with all this stuff. So, um, yeah, he, he's in it for one reason, and that is to go after, after Trump. Now, he's also pushing back against Vivek because Vivek basically has, has said, you know, he's pretty much in line with a lot of things Trump has said. 
Now, in my opinion, Vivek has the ability uh, to communicate in ways. He's, he's handled hecklers and all kinds of things in his audiences in ways that I, I think are more, um, you know, philosophically and ideologically, he's bold in terms of the way he's willing to just, some, somebody's standing there yelling. He's like, hey, come on up and let's talk. Let's actually have a conversation here instead of just you yelling at me. Let's have a, you know, settle down, stop yelling, and tell me about what your problem is. What, what, what is the problem here? And, it's, and he's, he just, he's willing to engage with, with people that normally security would be ushering out. And that's, that's refreshing for me to see that. Uh, instead of just having, you know, Joe Biden call somebody fat and tell him, he, I, you know, I can outdo you in push-ups. What does that have to do with anything? What is that? What are you trying to? You know, the, the guy who confronts confronts him in his first campaign about the Hunter Biden thing, and he he just listen, fat. You know, you know, just I can do more push-ups than you. Okay, uh, what does that have to do with you know? Whatever. So so this is the kind of thing that I think um, they they are very good at this on the left. Very good at the whole narrative. Continue. If you ask most, all you have to do is ask most most people a question, a couple few questions about what they believe. Trump said, um, uh, "Wow, this guy's being attacked by Ian Ziering." Um, interesting, he got attacked. He's an actor. Um, interesting stuff. The the. Uh, you know, if if you ask anybody on the street what they're doing, what they're saying, uh, what what they think Trump said, what they think, you know, if you, if you say, well, well, he said that you should drink bleach, and he said that uh, there were fine people on both sides. He he said that there was this, there was that. It, when you listen to people talk like that, all the racist things he said, he he said that he's you know he's grabbed women by whatever and all this. Um, no, he, he he didn't say those things. This is what the leftist news media has been reporting that he said, and you have soaked it up like a sponge. And unfortunately, um, that shows where your ability to think is. So it's it's one of those things where it'd be it'd be nice if people kind of had some kind of you know modicum of balance in their life in terms of what they listen to. But they'll, they'll act like, oh, they're so well-informed. And they know, they know all about it. And they got these strong opinions about this Trump guy. And yet they have no idea who the guy is. And they've, all they've done is listen to a narrative that tells them all day long, 24-7, that Trump is bad. He's a Nazi. He's a, he's a fascist. He's going to kill everybody. Um, he's going to get us in a nuclear war. Here we go. Here we go again. Down this whole same thing again. He 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 committed. He's an insurrectionist, um, and on and on and on. Now now speaking of insurrection, um, this uh, this idea. Let's, let's, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a I'm not a constitutional scholar. I'm not a financial counselor. The interesting thing here that was, that's going on with the. Um, some of the writings that have been done by, by SCOTUS in the past, by the Supreme Court of the United States, in the past, <clears throat> and compared to 
what is being said now. Now, the I'll keep talking about the 14th Amendment, Article 4. Now, they keep quoting this. The problem is Article 5, well, actually, even, even in Article 3, if you read through the entire 14th Amendment, now I, and I hear, I keep hearing people on MSNBC and CNN who are supposedly constitutional scholars, and they're saying that, no, the main, the main uh, attorney general got it exactly spot on. She was exactly right in what she said. Um, of course, this was Lauren, Lawrence O'Donnell that was interviewing her but, and saying this kind of stuff. But she's absolutely false. That's absolutely wrong. She's at, it, it's, this was done for the Civil War era stuff. This, was, this 14th Amendment probably shouldn't even be in, in the Constitution anymore. However, it's, it's there. And if somebody ever does commit insurrection, if there ever, ever is a civil war and there's an attempt to actually change our government. This is, I think this is the difference between how we define an insurrection. The insurrection wasn't to overthrow the government and, and, and start a different kind or nuke. What the left is doing is more of an insurrection. It's been a progressive insurrection ever since, the 19, ever since 1913. So if you look at it that way, that's more of an insurrection because they're trying to change our government change our constitution, change our bill of rights. They're trying to change all those things. They're overthrowing the government. It's just happening in slow motion. What I think was happening here on January 6th was a bunch of people were upset about the election. They didn't want to change our constitutional government. They don't hate our constitution. They don't hate our form of representative uh, republic. That's not what this is about. The people who are destroying our republic are the people on the left. So it, it is, is very blatantly just a redefinition of what, what's going on. Article 5 in, in uh, the 14th Amendment clearly states, very clearly and, and easily uh, understandable, it's, it's, under, it's in plain English, gives only person, people who have the, have the authority or the, uh, uh, are charged with the ability to declare a person an insurrectionist is Congress. And when it talks about officers of the United States, it's not talking about the president. He holds the office of president, but he's not an officer. He's, we're talking about officers, as, as in, 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 it defines in Article 3, 4, and 5 what the definition of officers are. It's very clear. It doesn't, re, it doesn't include the president. Judge uh, Roberts, back in, I think, 2010 or 2011, made this very statement. And this is, why, this is where I'm getting this information. He explained it very clearly. I don't, I don't know what the issue was about, but it was very clear. And it, it is, does, it, the 14th Amendment does not apply to, the, to a former president or the president. This doesn't happen. It's not a foreign government that he's, you know, oh, well, he colluded with Russia. No, no, he didn't. The Mueller report, the Durham report, every investigation that's ever been done on this guy has not determined he, he, there was no collusion with Russia. In fact, the Mueller report, the, the I'm sorry, the uh, the uh, Mueller report blatantly flat out said right off the bat, right within the first hour of his testimony, was that there was no there was no collusion between the Trump family, Donald Trump or his family, and Russia. None. Of course, now the only collusion that did happen was between the Hillary, Hillary Clinton campaign 
and Christopher Steele and everybody else that was going on there. They hired Christopher Steele to get Russia involved, and it was it, they're the ones that colluded with Russia. But they turn around and blame it on. I see this happening a lot. Uh, that one thing is going on, and they turn around and blame it. Just whatever they're blaming the other side for, typically is what they're doing. That's just it. Just that really does hold. I'd say ninety percent of the time, that's about the truth. Most of that stuff. So now, having said all of this, uh, you're going to see things ramp up. I think very quickly. And I'm, I'm going to have some more information on you know for tomorrow's show. I believe there will be a show tomorrow. Um, at this moment, it looks like I will be back in Chicago, uh, and hopefully, I'll be in Chicago. Uh, in the morning, in time. Uh, if, if I'm not in Chicago, I'll be home. So it, it's possible that I may be. I, I might be home. Um, we'll see what happens on uh, in the last day here. Uh, the last couple of days, I got to work. I do have. Uh, again, I have. Uh, I have to, uh, Thursday's not. Fr- Friday there will be a show. Friday there might be a live show once again. Um, Friday morning. Not positive of that. Uh, then I've got. Uh, I've got to go back to work again on Monday. Monday morning there'll probably be a show. Um, most likely, uh, it, the rest of this month is going to be a little bit sketchy because I have an early schedule. So I won't have all these days in the mornings when I have, I have, uh, some time to do the show. So it will be an interesting month to say the least to try to get, uh, all the shows in that I want to get in. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to be, um, traveling the next couple days. I'll let you know how that, that all goes. I'll try to get some more content and a little bit better things going on as things ramp up with the political news cycle and other things. But um, some interesting things happening with the Tucker Carlson, um, Elon Musk relationship. There's there's some, also some other things happening, I think, with um, some other big news people. Uh, we'll see what happens with all that. Uh, and I see how it all goes down. In the meantime, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, we ended last year with a very, I think, a very good, uh, strong showing in terms of numbers and people listening, and, and uh, I, I greatly appreciate that. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the year ahead. I think 2024 is going to be a, a fantastic year for most. A tough year, uh, but tough times make strong, strong people and strong leaders. So we'll see how this goes. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get through this year. See what happens. Um, I think a lot of things are going to unfold in the next next few months, and uh, it will be a very interesting and uh, turbulent, interesting time. Once again, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for uh, participating. God bless, and have a wonderful, happy new year. For all the blessings of God. Possible. See you later.